Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to Talks with Tatiana. On today's episode, I will be talking about the memory and legacy of my Aunt Cindy, who passed away earlier this year from her long battle with cancer. I will also briefly be talking about perseverance in the Black community, the importance of being an active member in your community, and the importance of leaving a good impact in this world. I hope everyone is doing good. Um, The world is definitely very heavy right now with like the mass shootings and just like heavy racism, COVID spiking again, gas and grocery prices are skyrocketing. Like there's just truly just so much going on. So I really hope during this time, everyone is just finding just a little bit of time each day to unplug from social media, um, just taking those social media breaks and just having some self-care time because it can definitely be overwhelming in today's world. Um, But for today's episode, it is dedicated to my Aunt Cindy. Um, I talked about her passing away like a few episodes back and I mentioned one day that I would do an episode dedicated to her because she was and is so special to me and so many others. Um, I decided first for, um, I decided to wait for me to first get in a better place in my grieving journey to do this episode. And I eventually realized that waiting to do this episode as episode 66 would be a really fitting um, and great way to honor her because back in around 2015, um, my great grandparents were celebrating their 66th 66th wedding anniversary and my whole family came together to celebrate like it was kind of like a family reunion um we all wore like those family reunion type of shirts and everything and um we wanted to just have some type of family slogan on the shirts or something and one of my cousins said 66 shades of white because our last name is white and i think that that was um the same year where like the book and movie 55 shades of gray came out and stuff um and it became popular so it was just like a pretty cool like family slogan to have so um we've used it ever since then and everyone who knew my aunt cindy knows that she was a huge family person um she absolutely loved her family even if they were not blood family Um, If she claimed you as family, she would love and do anything for you. So I think having her be honored on episode 66 in honor of 66 Shades of White, her family, um, it means a lot. So um, just like a little bit about my Aunt Cindy. Uh, Well, first, her name is her real name is Cynthia White Williams. I wanted to just say that in honor of her, but um, she's known as Aunt Cindy to so many people, even if like you're not her real like blood niece or nephew, like she's just Aunt Cindy. Um, But she has had a she had a very um, tumultuous life. She um, first had breast cancer two times, um, and then she also had ovarian cancer. I want to say um, also colon cancer. Um, I think she's had cancer at least five different times, and has de- and dealt with it from when she was in her twenties all the way till she passed away at fifty four. Like it was just an on and off again constant battle for 
several, several years, decades, honestly, um, with dealing with it. Um, she also had heart disease and a heart attack. Um, and yeah, so it was just like really bad ovarian cancer that eventually spread all over, which ultimately is what caused her to pass away in February. Um, and then she was also on top of all these different health issues that she had, she also experienced two different domestic violence relationships. So she just endured a lot in her life, but you would never really know, like looking at her, like, I mean, of course, like sometimes if she had like a bald head, um, I mean, you could tell like she had cancer, but aside from that, like she did wear wigs and stuff sometimes, but sometimes she didn't because she was very strong and in tune with herself that that didn't make her feel bad or insecure like sometimes she really didn't mind like just wearing her um the bald head because of the chemotherapy and stuff and um but sometimes she did wear wigs too and she looked beautiful either way honestly and um you know, but aside from the bald head um, part of it, she, um, aside from that, you would never be able to know what she was going through because she just never showed it. She never showed people that she was sad. She never did any of those things. Like she was actually, one of the biggest things that she would always do is she was so open to telling her story to anybody she would go to any type of event um, for women empowerment or women's health like just anything she was always willing to tell her story and she really wanted to be there for other women who might have had like breast cancer or something and just like telling telling them like what are the signs of it and um just being very open and vulnerable with it she wanted um to show just women of all kinds that you can get through anything whether it's the it's a domestic violence relationship or whether it's cancer like whatever it is like you can get through it and of course like not just women but men in general like she was just a very very optimistic person and it was very inspiring to so many especially me because um I know sometimes I can get really discouraged very easily and I just feel like she just never really showed any type of discouragement I mean maybe in like private battles within herself she might have felt it but she never showed it and um I just think that that's really, really inspiring because she has gone through so much stuff for one person. Like, I don't think that there's a lot of people in this world that would have been able to endure what she endured and been able to not only endure it, but remain as strong and confident and just wonderful. Um, you know, me and my mom and one of my friends, we've always talked about how when people go through really hard things in life, um, when they've had a really hard, difficult life, um, sometimes some people take the route of, you know, finding some type of religion or faith or just something and just um, not, not even really faith all the time, but sometimes people just really find some type of strength to still be a good person to other people, to still be a good person in society. Like they're just, they just take that route of being a good person versus, um, you know, there's some people who take the different route of just being angry and just, you know, not that nice of a person to people because they've had a hard life. So they want to give other people a hard time. And so 
Um, I feel like, you know, of course, I can't judge what people decide to do because if you've gone through a lot, you know, it's ultimately up to you to how you end up becoming as a person and how you decide to treat other people. But my Aunt Cindy definitely took the route of being a good person and finding a lot of peace within her faith, you know, being Christian and stuff like she just found a lot of peace within her faith. And she was just still a really good person to other people. Like she was very giving, very kind during times where she didn't even necessarily have to be because she was just going through so much. And that just really inspires me because I just don't know if I had to go through all of that, like just going through cancer um, and going through it several multiple times, even when you thought like, okay, like I've beat it for this many years and then it comes back and it spreads and you just go through all these different painful emotional battles because cancer is not just a physical thing. Obviously it has an emotional and mental component to it as well. Um, and it, it can be traumatizing um, to have to go through it so many times. And so for her to just go through it and, you know, on top of that, have like domestic violence relationships, not only once, but twice. It's just, you know, and to still be a good person, you know, like that's just, it's always just inspiring to me because I just don't know if even I would be capable of doing that or um, how many people in this world could really still be capable of just being so positive um, during all of that. Um, and we were just really, really close. We were super close. Um, she helped me be the girly girl that I am today. Like she is the like number one person who helped me become super girly girl. Um, we were all about America's Next Top Model growing up. That was like our show. Um, we would dress up together. I mean, we were very close. And of course, like we didn't live really close to each other because like with my dad being in the military, we lived in all different places. So we would live hours and hours apart most of my life. But whenever we did get to be together, it was just two peas in a pod. Like you could not tell us anything. Um, we were very close. And I think that's why it was so hard for me. Um, because, yeah, like I just, there's just never really a time in my life where I would have thought she would not be here today. Um, I was truly her like baby girl. I really was. She had three sons. Um, so, you know, it was just like I was that, like I was her girl, even though I was her great niece. Um, I was still like her girl. So, uh, it was just, it's really just been hard. I think with me being on summer vacation and this being the first time since being in college that I'm not taking like summer semester classes, um, I've just had a lot of time to think and just not have much to do. And every time I kind of get lost in my thoughts, I, at some point she gets in my thoughts and I'm just like, wow, like, she's really gone and it's just really heartbreaking because of all the memories we had and it's it's just difficult and it's just one of those deaths for me that is truly surreal still unbelievable um 
but we had a lot of amazing memories together so i for this episode i just wanted to share just a couple of the memories we have together one of the memories um that we have is i remember my cousin got married i think it was like in 2014 or 13 so i was like around 12 or 13 and um we they had like a the night before dinner i guess or maybe it was a reception dinner i'm not sure i think no it wasn't the reception dinner it was the night before they had a rehearsal dinner and um, a lot of people like a lot of the family and everything like went to the rehearsal dinner but we decided to go to applebee's instead and um, I remember like, she was like, do you wanna like hang out? Do you wanna go out to eat? And I was like, yeah, you know, so she was like, yeah, I'm going out with my niece. Like we're, you know, we're gonna leave. Like that was just us, like that was our bond. Like it was like, if I wanted to go somewhere with her, like she's like, okay, well, yeah, like let's let's just go. Like, you know, so um, anything for us to be able to spend time together. So we had um, went to Applebee's together instead. Um, and I remember like I had ordered like because my favorite thing ever from Applebee's is their Alfredo. I feel like it's very slept on like a lot of people don't realize it's actually really good. So um, I got that and she was like, oh, that looks so good. And like she had got some and she's like, oh, I should have ordered that. And it was just like a whole thing. Um, and so I remember that was a really fun time because it was like we just dipped on this like rehearsal dinner to go have our own dinner but that was just you know and it wasn't even to be like rude or anything but that was just like our type of bond like we just were always willing to like have an adventure together of some sort um and there was like this one time where we went to the mall and um it was the mall in Columbia, South Carolina, where she lived. And so obviously I wasn't from there and stuff. So I had asked her if I could go to American Cookie because I love American Cookie. And um, she was like, okay, yeah. And then she kind of like started freaking out because I guess I was gone for a while. And I remember she was worried, but when she, when I called her and I was like, hey, like I'm right behind you. She's like, oh, thank God, you know? So we just, yeah, um, we've gotten like pulled over together. Um, and I remember she was just so apologetic. Like she's like, I'm so sorry that I'm getting pulled over while you're in the car. And I'm like, Aunt Cindy, I do not care that we're getting pulled over right now. Uh, but you know, we, nothing happened. I mean, we just, um, like yeah he just gave a warning to her and stuff so yeah um because and i think that that's another thing i get my driving from her because she had a very like heavy foot type of driver like we would be like flying down the interstate and stuff and like literally that's kind of how i drive so we definitely have so much in common that is one of the top things um we are both like very heavy footed drivers um we also got treated at the mall together. Like my dad took us on like a jewelry shopping spree together. Um, and even like aside from that, we always went shopping together. Like we always would um, get like clothes and stuff. She was like my personal stylist cause she just, she knew how to dress, okay? Like my aunt Cindy, she 100% was one of the best dressed people I've ever known in my life and probably will ever know. Like she's just, you know, she was always just dressed so well. Um, even like smelled good. Like her perfumes were like just, yeah, she was the it girl, honestly. Um, 
love her. Um, she um, would always, when we went shopping together, she would like pick out everything from head to toe. Like she would be like, okay, so we're gonna do like this jumpsuit and then we're gonna pair it with like this um, jewelry piece and then like these heels. And like she would just really make you feel beautiful like she just like if you really needed somebody to hook you up with some type of outfit like if you were really just stuck like she had you 100% like she would make sure that you looked good even if she had to pick something out of her own closet she was more than willing to let you have it or borrow it or whatever so um and even like when my older sister when she was in a really bad car accident in 2018 um, my aunt Cindy, she wanted to like help me get my mind off of it. Um, and so she let me invite some of my friends cause I had a few friends in South Carolina because of this camp I would go to. And so I didn't really get to see them often, obviously, cause I lived all the way in Florida, but whenever I did go to South Carolina, I would try to see them. And so she allowed me to invite some of them over to her place. And like, she hung out with us at the pool and stuff. And that was a lot of fun. Um, and when I was in college, we talked on the phone or texted like a lot. Um, and I feel bad because I feel like as I, as the years went on in college, like it was like more so like my first semester of college is the closest we were. And then as time went on, as I got more adjusted to college, I didn't call or text as often, which I do feel bad about. I, it definitely wasn't intentional. I think it was just like, once I started getting the hang of things and everything, like everything just started becoming overwhelming. Um, and I just kind of lost contact with a lot of people, but um, we definitely still did keep in touch though. And um, we would call all the time. Um, and I remember like one time, it was like my first day of school as a freshman. And I knew that you needed to have a parking decal to park on campus, but I really just needed to quickly go to my advisor. Um, and so I thought I would get away and like, the parking was going to be lifted in about an hour or so so or about two hours or so were left so i was like i think i can just park right here real quick and just you know go into my advisor's office but then when i got back i did end up with the citation and i was like oh man and it was like a 35 dollars citation like it's not it wasn't a ticket or anything that goes on my record but um I was very worried because in all my years of driving, um, knock on wood, not trying to speak anything on myself, but I have like never really, I've never gotten pulled over or gotten a ticket or anything like that. So I was like, oh my God, I was like, what does this mean? Like my parents are gonna kill me. It's my first day as a freshman. Like I was like, they trusted me to bring my car down here. So I was like freaking out. And I called her because she worked in a law firm and she was like, you're fine. She was like, she was just like, pay the $35 and it's done. Like it's over with, like, that's it. Like, you'll never have to worry about it again. And I'm like, are you sure? Like, I just need to make sure that I, and she was like, pay the $35. And she was like, and it will be done. And so I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, she was just always, that's the one thing about her. She had a very calming spirit. Like if something bad was happening 
or whatever. Like, like I said, despite that she had her own stuff going on, very like just deep stuff, cancer, all this different stuff going on in her life, she still was going to be the peacemaker. She was still going to be there for people. Like she was like that calming spirit. She was not going to let you go through anything by yourself. She was not going to let you worry. She was just going to be there for you. And that's what I really loved and appreciated about her. And that's what I'm going to miss about her. Um, because obviously, like, I have my mom and I have my friends and stuff that are going to be there for me. But it's like, it's always good to have, like, multiple people. And, um, you know, like I said, every person in your life just kind of has a different purpose. Um, everybody has different personalities and stuff. So she was just, like, that one standout person in my life that really would just bring me peace and just she would calm down any situation because I really felt calm like we would just she would have me on the phone when I was going through that whole citation thing and she just brought me so much peace and I paid the $35 and I didn't think about it no more like she said um and I just yeah I just really I'm gonna miss that and I'm also I think um this is like a side note but I feel like I'm gonna miss her voice I feel like that's one thing um that is I feel like is common when you lose someone in your life um is just missing their voice and I feel like especially her she just has like such like a unique calming voice and um yeah, I'm just going to miss that. I'm going to miss going to her for advice. I think everybody went to her for advice because she just always had a very sound mind. She would tell you how it is and not even in a rude way, but she'd be like, you know, listen, like you were kind of wrong in this situation because of X, Y, Z. You know, I feel like you should maybe apologize, but also don't let that person step all over you. Like she just was just an amazing person. Um... So just, I'm going to miss her advice for sure. Um, and just loving that she was just really calm. I don't feel like I've ever really seen her mad. I mean, I've seen, I, yeah, I've never really seen her mad. Um, and she was just very caring. And um, I remember in South Carolina, like I said, I went to this camp um, every other summer or so. And she would come to the camp and help me unpack because we would be able to stay in a dorm for a week at the camp on um, the University of South Carolina campus. And it was right near her job. So she would always be like, if you need me, I can get off from work and come get you or come see you, whatever you need. Um, and she, yeah, she would just help me unpack. And she even like provided me with some outfits and stuff for the camp that I still have to this day. Um, I was a junior bridesmaid in her wedding, which was so much fun, and I felt very honored. Um, and she would always, like, slide up on my Instagram story, too. Um, and I, I really, that's what I've been missing. Like, that's just been something missing. I don't really post on my Instagram story often, but whenever I did, like, she would always slide up and be like, okay, like, I see you, and, like, you know, the fire emojis and, like, the heart eye emojis, and she was just, like, the biggest hype woman you could ever need in your life. Like, just her solely alone was the biggest hype woman ever. Um, so I've definitely been missing that. Um, and even when my dog, um, Raleigh, when he died, 
um, and I had like a Zoom memorial for him. She showed up when I asked her to be there. And even though, you know, she was like in bed, you know, probably having like another moment where she wasn't feeling that great. She still showed up to the Zoom call, was supportive and there for me. She didn't think it was like dumb or anything. Um, Cause I know like obviously not everybody would be open I feel to going to like a zoom memorial service for a dog I feel like some people would think that's weird or whatever so you know she was open and she was there for me and supportive on the zoom and um her dog Gizmo who actually looks so much like my dog Raleigh like um he was even there on the zoom and um it's just so funny because Whenever I do see Gizmo, her dog, whenever I go to South Carolina, he is so attached to me, like attached to the hip to me. And it brings me peace because it's like, I don't know, part of me is like maybe her spirit is like he can feel her within me or something like I don't really know but he definitely is very attached to me and I just think that that's really crazy because I rarely ever see him because I'm rarely in South Carolina so um, that feels like symbolic to me in a sense that her dog is still connected to me and it makes me somewhat still feel connected to her um and then there's of course the time where she has like this drop top and we you know she let me ride with her in her drop top um and i'm sure if i had my license at that time she would have probably let me drive it too um and you know just all the time she would do my hair and makeup she was she just knew everything like fashion hair makeup advice like she just had so many different amazing talents under her belt so loved that about her and uh, there was like this one time too where at our family barbecue I think it was actually the family reunion one where we created the 66 shades of white thing um, where I brought like a selfie stick and she was like so excited because again we were like the same person like she loved photos and stuff just as much as me so she was like walking around the whole barbecue like holding the selfie stick up taking selfies with people so um, yeah, it's just so, so many amazing memories. Um, and I think to conclude on the memories, cause there's so many, we could be here forever. Um, I will say one of my top favorites for sure is when she was on my podcast and I'm forever grateful, um, that I got the opportunity to have her on my podcast before she passed because, um, she was able to, well, first, it's a memory that I'll be able to have forever. And thankfully, that was an episode that we did um, both audio and video. So not only will I be able to like listen to her voice and my voice, like us having a conversation together, like not only will I be able to have that forever, but I'll also be able to always have the video of it as well. Um, and so that really meant a lot to me and it was a lot of fun. I always love having like family and friends and just important people in my life as guests on my podcast because it's like those are just memories I'll have forever and um, I just it was a breast cancer awareness episode and she was just very honest and open and she even talked about ways to do like self-examinations for breast cancer and stuff so um, it just meant a lot that she was on my podcast and I'll forever be grateful and um, it was a really fun time great memories and um, 
even when she was going through whatever she might have been going through during that time, she still showed up for me because she always showed up for family, friends, the people she loved. She would always make time for them no matter what. So I really appreciated that. So, um, and if you guys want to check that out, I believe it's episode 19, my breast cancer awareness month episode. Um, just if you want to hear just her strongness, like I feel like even just for listening to that small duration of her, I feel like that would show just how amazing she is and how strong and wonderful she was. Um, but yeah, there there's just so many memories to go through, but those are just a few of my favorite that I can think of. Um, I'm sure there's so many more. Um, and I feel like that's also why for my Truthful Tuesday, I decided to use actually one of the quotes that she said on the podcast, um, which was just encourage yourself, be your own motivator. And um, again, that just shows that she was always optimistic and strong in faith in the middle of it all. Like she was just always optimistic, always super strong in her faith. Like that was her number one thing was faith. Faith and family were her top two things that got her through. Like she always was saying that this was just her journey um, this is the journey God gave her and she just always encouraged herself. She always motivated herself. She was very in tune with herself. She always preached and practiced self-love, um, which is really important. Um, so that's why I wanted to share that with the world is her quote of just encouraging yourself and being your own motivator because it's really, really important to do that. And I feel like because she practiced self-love, that really helped her to get through what she was going through because when you learn to love yourself, when you learn to practice self-care and everything, I feel like when you when the battles and adversity comes up for you because you already have it instilled in you like that is like it helps you already to keep going um and so i think that that's what really helped her is just because she had that self-love for herself and she believed in herself um and i will say that this was just probably one of the worst like human deaths i've ever experienced i feel like um before she passed by the main deaths that I really that really were hard on me was when my dogs passed away and then um as far as human death like I've had some hard human death and stuff but this one was like as like an adult that I can actually fully really process it really hit me and I just never knew that this type of pain existed um, grief, like I've mentioned in one of my episodes before, grief is one of the hardest, worst human emotions you can feel because grief consists of like every single human emotion, anger, sadness, like every human emotion is in grief. So it's just really difficult when you lose someone. Um, I'll never forget when it happens like that whole week I had been talking to my mom just trying to get the inside scoop because I knew a lot of my family were gonna keep it you know um, on the low and not really talk about what was going on at least around me because um, they just didn't want to stress me out they knew how close we were um, 
because I was just trying to in every which way get some type of information because I just wanted to know what was going on and that whole week it just didn't sound too good um and then the day she passed away I just felt something was really wrong and it's really weird because this happens both when my dogs Raleigh and Huey died too like the day that they died I knew something was wrong before anybody told me like I just it was just something I don't know if it was their spirit I don't know what it was but something just kept saying something is wrong um and so I think in particular when my aunt Cindy died I knew something was wrong because the day before nobody was really post like none of my family was really posting on Facebook me and my mom hadn't talked and you know me and my mom we don't talk every single day but we talk most days and the fact that we had been talking pretty much every day that week in particular and that day was just really silent for some reason like it just nobody was posting nobody was really calling or texting me and it just felt really weird and I knew something was wrong um and so then that later on that day something told me because I had had a therapy call with my therapist and we had talked and I was telling her I was like you know um, I'm really worried about my aunt Cindy I don't know what's gonna happen I'm not prepared for this and she told me she was like you know I know grief is something hard for you I know death is something hard for you so the best thing you need to do for right now is just to continue to pray if you believe in, you know, um, your faith, if that's something you do, which I do pray. And then she was like, also, she was like, you need to talk to your parents and let them know the way that you would like to find out if something happens. She was like, so that way, that can at least be some type of peace for you. And so the day my aunt Cindy died, for some reason because I had had that therapy call like a week before and so I could have been told my parents but I waited and for some reason that was the day where I was like okay I, I, um, I figured out the way that I would like to find out if she passed away could you guys please send it in a text message and I just find that really crazy that I so happened to ask them that on that particular day um and the reason why I wanted to find out over text, which I know that it might sound really weird because a lot of people always say, oh, death and stuff is not something that you send over text. But for me, I wanted it to be sent over text because I just didn't want to hear it. I wanted to just read it. You know, I didn't want to hear it. I knew that if somebody would have called me and told me they would have been crying and it just would have been really overwhelming so I was like I just really really would like to find out over text um and just read it have time to process it by myself I'm very weird in that way um well I wouldn't say weird I guess everybody has their own way of grieving but um I guess I'm a little different in my way of grieving like I really like to just when I find out about a death I feel a lot of overwhelming emotions and so I like to find out when I'm alone so if I do have like an outburst of crying or like screaming or some type of agony like I just want to let that all out by myself and have time to just process it and just like go through those emotions by myself and then I'll be like willing to have other people console me and be there um so that was like one of my biggest reasons why. And then also I found out about both Raleigh and Huey's death 
um, over the phone. And I will never forget just like feeling, but the feeling I felt just, it just was a lot. It was a lot. And, you know, my parents, when they would tell, when they told me about both of their, both of their deaths, um, they kind of had like this moment of like a moment of silence and just kind of was like, are you good? And it's like, I feel like that's, I think that's my biggest reason why too, that I don't like hearing about death um, on the phone or in person is because when a person tells you about someone or something that's died that you care so much about, they kind of pause, like just human nature, pause and wait for the reaction to come. And I just, that's just, I don't know. It's just traumatizing. I don't like it. So I'm like, I'd rather just see it over text and just, yeah. Um, and so that was why, and I'll never forget, um, I had saw one of her sons post something um, on his page with like heartbroken emojis. And I was like, oh my God, I was like, something's wrong. I was like, something is wrong. And I was like, nobody's posting anything. This is like, something's really wrong. And so I started texting my mom again. I was like, is everything okay? Like what's going on? And then that's when I received the news. Um, and my mom definitely, when she texted it to me, she put it in a very beautiful message. Like it was, it wasn't like a, your uncindy has died or your uncindy has passed away. Like she put it in a very like intricate and beautiful way. And I will always be grateful for that. Um, but I remember I was on the phone with my boyfriend Marquise and I remember when I opened it, I was just shocked because it just, it just was like, no way. I was like, there's no way. And it just, it, it was just, I feel like I just was blacking out. Like I just couldn't cry. I couldn't think. I just felt everything was blacking out. And, um, I, I was just an emotional wreck. And at first, you know, usually when I'm going through things, I have my close friends, um, in Gainesville where I go to college and stuff. And I couldn't even find the strength to text anybody about it or anything, because it was like, I felt like if I text them about it or if I call them about it, that's going to make it feel too real. Um, and I don't want it to feel real. And so um, I finally got the strength to text one of my friends who lived down the street. So she had came down and we literally just sat in the car and she just let me cry and she was just there. And um, it just, it really just was hard because even though like in that moment it was just too shocking to cry and I was like crying here and there it wasn't until nighttime fell a few hours later that it really hit like a ton of bricks and I was just bawling and I think it was because everybody started posting and um that was really starting to make it feel real and I was just like horrible it was bad my older sister called me we're both crying on the phone like it was just yeah it was rough um by the time I talked to my parents I feel like I sounded calm but that was because like it was just like coming in waves like one minute it would just hit one minute I'd be like okay I'm okay and then the next it would just hit all over again so it was just like when people were calling me um, to check on me, I just felt 
really I don't know it was like every time somebody called I was able to get it together long enough to talk on the phone and so people were like oh okay like I think you're good and like whole time I'm like I'm just trying to hold it together because I'm on the phone with you but I'm like losing it and um I remember I was just so emotional to the point where like my throat was just so sore and dry and just because I was like I feel like I cried every tear out of my body it was just horrible um but one thing I'll never forget is that um again I feel like I'm really in tune with my faith and I, I strongly know and believe that my Aunt Cindy made it to heaven. Um, and I remember I was just crying so hard to the point where I wanted to stop because my head was hurting. Like, it was just like, you know, like when you cry so long and so hard, like you just kind of don't feel good. That's how it felt. And I also just kind of felt sick to my stomach because it was just like, I can't believe this is happening. Um, I, my, um... I texted my mom and I was like, um, I feel so calm all of a sudden because at one like at one point, I just felt calmness over me. And I truly feel like that was my Aunt Cindy's spirit just kind of touching everybody who was crying that night and just saying, I'm fine, like I'm at peace. And because it literally just hit me all of a sudden, like I was like hyperventilating horribly, just distraught. And then it just was like peace all of a sudden. Um, and so, and it was crazy because my mom was like, she had just prayed and asked for peace. And so it was just crazy, but um, it was rough. Um, and that weekend I had already been planning on going home to celebrate my best friend's 21st birthday. And I still celebrated with her and I was having fun, but um, it was like a, a good little distraction at the time. But in the back of my head, I was still like, oh my God. I miss my Aunt Cindy. I can't believe like it was just it was one of those things that I just would periodically think about it and be like, wow, like that really happened. Like this is really happening. Um and it was just rough. Like and then I remember when I drove back down for whenever we were about to go to the funeral, I remember still like I started crying while driving. Um, because I was like, oh my God, like we're really about to be going to South Carolina and my aunt Cindy's not going to be walking in the house. Like, oh, hey y'all. Like, you know, like all excited and happy. She was always like really joyful. And I was like, this is going to be my first time ever going to South Carolina and not seeing her or hearing her do that. This is going to be one of our first times not going to her house. And if we do go, she's not going to be there. I was like, oh my God, it, it just, it just really hit. And I was just like crying, trying to get myself together. Cause I'm like, I'm driving on the interstate right now. It's like, I cannot be crying this hard right now. And again, I feel like my aunt Cindy, her spirit just knew. And, um, cause all of a sudden my older sister called me and she like, out of nowhere, she called me, didn't even know I was crying. And, um, she talked to me and like, was making me laugh and stuff. And, um, we rode all the way back to, um, uh, she talked to me on the phone all the way back for the rest of the drive. So that meant a lot. And then during the funeral, um, well, before when I had to go see her for the first time, um, at the funeral home, that was really rough. Um, but she looked beautiful um and it was just really rough and I remember I I just didn't want to leave like I just couldn't 
stop like standing there like I just really wanted to just stay with her and um, at the funeral it was just really rough and it just was like wow and I just kept looking at the program like I never in a million years thought I would be sitting here at least not this soon you know seeing a program like this so it was just a really really difficult time um, and especially when someone beats cancer just so many times and is so resilient, so in tune with their faith, like you just never expect it. Like you just never expect them to eventually pass away. Like you just think that they're, you know, superwoman, like they're just never going to like pass from it. So um, that's why I think it felt so unreal because I've never known anybody to beat cancer that many times and to still be strong. And, you know, um, even like just months before, like she was still having fun and just still smiling and still posting like dressed up photos of herself. So I just, I just wasn't ready. Like, I just didn't think that that was going to happen. Um, and one of my biggest things as I've been unpacking just like the grief of this death, it's just, um, well, one thing I will also mention here is that um, although I've been unpacking the grief of my Aunt Cindy, I've also been trying to unpack the grief of um, losing my childhood pastor who had died just months before her and then my dog my last living dog of 14 years right before him so and still of course the year before losing my dog Raleigh so it was just kind of like trying to process and unpack those deaths and then to have another major one happen it's just like so difficult which is why if you are going through things like that I would definitely recommend therapy because that's rough it really is um but what I can say is that um <clears throat> Although, like, you know, the memories hurt and everything, um, just thinking about all of the memories we had, I think what's been a little worse for me is thinking of all the missed opportunity um, in the future to make memories. Like, as an adult, like, we can never go out for, like, a legal drink together now. Um, and I just wish that we could have spent more time together, but we lived, like, so far apart. But I am very grateful for the many memories that we did create but like I said I think the hardest thing is just getting over the future memories that we could have made because there was just so many more to make I feel like I had some of the least amount of memories um than some of my other family members because I'm only 21 so we only have like 21 years of memories together whereas there's some people who've had like 40 memories with uh, 40 years worth of memories and stuff so it's like I wish I could have gotten like 40 years of memories too and stuff but I am grateful for the times we did have um and I remember watching the talk show The Real and I'll never forget one thing that um Tamara Mowry said was um, one of the hardest things about when you lose someone, especially someone who has so much life left, um, is their miss like um, their missed potential. Because um, when you pass away, not only does the person pass away, but all the things that they could have ever did in their future, all the potential they had, it passes away too. So. 
um, it that's really been something that I just have been having a really hard time getting through because there's just so much I know she wanted to do and that she would have like just done um, like one of her sons is getting married in Jamaica and we were going to be there for a couple days and so I was looking forward to that experience with her um, she has her first granddaughter on the way. She has no daughters, but she's super girly girl. She, you know, all that stuff. So I've just like, she's not going to get that experience. Like, it's just so, so much. I know that she just wanted to do so much more advocating for cancer and, you know, awareness and things like that. And so it just, it's really, really difficult. It really has been difficult. That part of it for sure. Um, but I wrote something on my Facebook when she passed away. Um, and I also wrote something similar to what I wrote on Facebook to her funeral program. But I'll just um, I'll just read what I wrote for Facebook and I'll just share a little bit of that just to talk so you guys can see a little bit more about who she was as a person. So um, it reads... You were a woman of strength and power, the epitome of walking by faith and not by sight. The epitome, of, the epitome of walking through God's light, just a peacemaker, a woman of so much love. You lit up every single room you walked in. You were the life of the party, which I will say she definitely was the life of the party. A hundred percent. She was so much fun despite what she was going through. Um, no matter how sick you were, no matter what you were going through, you remained full of life. You showed that no matter how bad life may seem, you can't stop that from letting you live your life to the fullest. The way you loved and cared for people, even when you didn't feel good, will always be an inspiration to me. You were always confident. You were always, um, you were everyone's best friend. You gave the best advice and you made sure everyone felt comfortable and loved no matter who they were. You made me into the diva girly girl I am today. We always played dress up and you always made sure I had a name brand purse and some cute outfits, which she 100% did. Um, you always made sure my makeup was right. Every photo we ever took, you were like, is the lighting right? Okay, what are we doing? Hand on hip or what? Um, you taught me the big and small things about carrying yourself as a as a young woman. You made sure to always fit me into your schedule when I was coming to South Carolina, whether we were going shopping or to dinner or having a sleepover. And even from far away, you always showed up for me. The memories we have together, the laughs we've had, the secrets we told each other, it holds such a significant place in my heart. Every Nisi Poo, every Boo Boo, I'm um, gonna miss so much. Your voice, your smile, your laugh, how good you always smelled, your style, your spirit, literally every single thing about you was perfection and I'm still trying to wrap my mind around how I can live without it. And you gave the best story times, can't nobody tell a story like you did, which yes, my Aunt Cindy was the best person to tell a story, oh my goodness, like, she, first of all, it was hilarious because she always did the other person's voice, like, if she was, like, telling the story about, like, a man and a woman, she would, like, turn her body for, like, one person's voice and then turn her body for the other voice, like, she, oh my god, she was the best storyteller for sure, um, she used to have me cracking up and I always loved hearing your stories from when you were younger too like I learned recently um before she passed that she didn't have a middle name and that was like a cute little story but yeah 
Um, when it came to fashion, you definitely lived by a stay ready so you, so you ain't gotta get ready motto because you stayed looking fly as ever no matter what. You're the reason why I can never go to a dress down casual type of event without styling it up a little. You were always so giving, you never hesitated to give to others. I could simply be like, I love those shoes, auntie. And you would be like, you can have them. What size do you wear? You are light, you are love. You will always mean everything to the white family, to all your friends. You will always be like another mother to me. I love you with everything in my fiber being. It hurts, it burns, it's painful here on Earth's side without you. But you got the ultimate upgrade and that's to be in heaven with God and your dad and to be at peace with no more pain and suffering. It still feels absolutely unbelievable. I don't want to believe it, but I just want you to know that I will always do everything I can to make sure everyone knows who you were and to live the incredible, untouchable legacy you fulfilled in this lifetime. You are one in a million. You had one of the best impacts on my life. It's very far and few between people in this lifetime that you will meet who are just literally flawless in every way, who takes life on and weathers through every single storm unfazed. I am so incredibly blessed to have been a part of your journey, and trust me, your legacy will forever live through the White family. Every new child, new spouse, or person brought into this family will never hear the end of your name and legacy. You are a staple in this family. Into my 66 Shades of White, I know the pain is hard and feels a bit unbearable and gut-wrenching, but Aunt Cindy was just too amazing of a woman for us to not continue to make her legacy shine. So let's make her proud. Let's show up for our auntie, our golden star, our warrior, our shiro, our wonder woman, our everything. Aunt Cindy, I love you oh so much. Remember when you would say, I'm so proud of you, and I would say, I do it for you, auntie. I meant it, and I'll always do it for you. We are forever connected, and as heartbroken as I am that I can't be attached to the hip with you on Earth's side, you got the ultimate life upgrade that we all hope to get someday. You held up one good fight. You did that, auntie. You lived life with so much grace, and you never ever allowed any disease, pain, or whatever to take away your joy. Take your rest, my beautiful queen. You deserve it. You were stunning, and you never failed to remind me how beautiful you thought I was, too. God is so pleased with you. In your words, I love me some you. Because, yes, that was one of her favorite sayings ever. She always was like, I love me some you. Um, and it's a forever thing. Until we meet again, forever loving you, Aunt Cindy. Forever grateful for your love, your heart, your wisdom, your patience, your spirit. Um, and so, yeah, she was just an amazing person. And um, I love her. And I just, you know, if you feel like you don't have um, a purpose, just always remember, like, try to live like Aunt Cindy. Um, try to live like Cynthia White Williams because she was amazing, caring, loving, and left a legacy that so many people will never forget. Um, and someone at her funeral even said, like, if you didn't like Cindy, something was wrong with you. And that is so true. Like, she was just so easy to love and get along with. When I say the amount of people she impacted was huge, I mean, it was huge. And it really rocked a lot of people's world when she passed because she did so much for everyone and she had a huge heart. She was fun. She was kind. She was loving. She was giving. She was selfless. 
Like, there's no other like her. And I wish so many people in this world would have got to meet her because she was just different. Like, no other like her, even if they tried. Um, and so, yeah, I'm going to really miss her a lot. And I just hope that even this episode, um, I tried to capture as much of her as I could. But um, I just hope that through this episode, you guys can just feel the love in her spirit through it. Um, and this song, um, I found a song recently that brings me a lot of peace. It's called Until My Final Breath by Brandy. Um, and I really like it because a part of the chorus goes, so let me say this just in case I haven't yet, of every friend I've ever had, you've been the best. I don't want to imagine life if we had never met and I will lift you up until my final breath. And I feel like that brings me so much peace because I truly don't want to imagine life if we had never met at all. Um, never want to imagine what a life like that would have been like. And um, also I will, I truly will always lift up her name and her spirit until my final breath for sure. And I love you, Aunt Cindy, and thank you for absolutely everything. And I will try my best to live to the standard that you lived. Now into the Let's Discuss segment. So for the Let's Discuss segment, I just briefly have wanted to talk about like just perseverance in the black community um, because of the top supermarket shooting that happened in Buffalo, New York. Um, I just feel like that's just such an example of perseverance in the black community. Like we always have to kind of be on standby because there's just always people who truly are who hate us for being black. We always have to be um just aware and we always have to try to be strong and stuff but again I just want you all to know like you know don't feel like you always have to be strong there are times where it's okay to be like I'm struggling like because it's sad like the things we go through in this world it's sad and so it's okay to sometimes reflect and be like this is really depressing and sad to me but you don't have to you know of course like lay down and accept it like you know try to be a part of the change um and my aunt cindy you know she was always strong and sometimes like i wish um she would have let herself be emotional with other people about her struggles because with everything she endured she truly deserved to be consoled through it um but in the black community it's always taught that being strong is you know what we have to do it's what's always pushed us um, and time and time and time and time again, though, like we as a black community, we always have to persevere through so much. And so, again, just find time to just have self-care, self-love and just take moments to just really debrief what's going on in the world, what's going on in your life and just making time for yourself to get through those emotions because it is a lot. Um, and also I wanted to talk in this um, segment about helping your community and why it's so important because communities coming together during times like this, it's really important, but not just during bad times, but during the good times as well. We just have to be there for each other. Um, and my aunt Cindy, she was all about community, all about just empowering others and being there and helped others without hesitation in the community. So um, she will forever be respected by that. And I just feel like it's just something really really important that we have to do um not just like for ourselves but for everybody it's just so important if you can to be a helping hand to your community 
Now into the heart to heart segment. The Motivation Monday quote of the week was, I've learned that people will forget what you said, people will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. I really knew that I wanted this to be the quote for my Aunt Cindy's episode because that's literally just the quote for her. She has made so many people never forget how she made them feel. She made so many people feel loved. People who, some people who didn't have anybody to turn to, she made them feel loved. She welcomed them with open arms. She made people who had cancer feel beautiful again, feel touched again, feel just amazing, no matter what they were going through. And that is just so important to do. You know, people are going to forget the things that, you know, you've said, they're going to forget what you've done. Like, that's just human nature. Like, people will forget things. But one thing that people are never going to forget is the emotions that you evoke in them, whether they're bad or good. People are never going to forget that. Like, I, and I know that that's so true because there's some people, um, Even if, for example, if there's somebody who has the same name as somebody who did me wrong in the past, just hearing the name, even if they're talking about somebody else, immediately my mind is like, oh, that reminds me of that girl who had the same name in like middle school or high school and they made me feel like this. So, you know, people truly never forget the emotions that you evoke in them. So just really try your best to just be a good person in life. Like, you know, of course, we're going to make mistakes. We're not going to be perfect. You know, sometimes we're going to get mad. Sometimes we're going to have an attitude like that's just life. That's just being what human is. Nobody's perfect. Nobody's going to be nice all the time. But just strive to try to be the best person that you can be because you want to be remembered for making people feel good. You want people to remember that you evoked a good emotion out of them. Um, And it's really, it takes nothing to just be kind. You don't have to be like best friends or, you know, buddy, buddy with literally everybody, but just being a kind, you know, good hearted person and just making people remember that you made them feel good is what really matters. That's how you should want to be remembered is, you know, making people feel good. Um, You don't have to agree with everybody. You don't, you know, have to, like I said, be super close with everybody. Um, You guys can come from two different sides of the tracks, but just being a kind person, it just goes so far. And, you know, don't tarnish your legacy by being a terrible person. Even if you have gone through really bad things in life, you know, don't take it out on others. Like still just be a good person. Um, Try to use what you've gone through to drive you to be a good person. Um, And that's, like I said, what my Uncindy did. And I hope that I can become at least just one fourth of the woman that she was. And I'm forever grateful for her. Um, And again, if you would like to hear some more of her story in detail and you would like to hear her tell it and stuff, definitely check out episode 19, the breast cancer awareness episode. And yes, I love you, Aunt Cindy, and thank you again for everything. And thank you guys for listening to this, like, legacy episode of my Aunt Cindy. And I hope that it touched you in any type of way. (music) 
That's all for today's episode of Talks with Tatiana. Please make sure to follow me on Instagram at Talks with Tatiana underscore, on Facebook at Talks with Tatiana, and on Twitter at Talk with Tatiana without the S after talk. Turn on your post notifications and please leave ratings, reviews, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, stay open, stay kind, and keep fighting the good fight. Yeah.